Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Thursday day edition of the pod. Apologize for no show last night, but I've had to do some unanticipated travel. But something that is highly anticipated is this Warriors Rocket series. We've been talking about it really since December or so when Chris Paul came back and the Rockets started going on this amazing run. So let's check it out, Danny. What is uh, the biggest thing that you will be watching in this series? How effectively the Warriors' best five-man lineup, let's call it the death lineup for the purposes of this podcast, how they defend the Rockets. Houston was the best offensive team in the NBA this year, and the Warriors, you know, overall the team numbers defensively weren't great, but they also were not playing with this kind of intensity. And that lineup did a wonderful job against the New Orleans Pelicans, a team that did really well in the first round. And I, I brought I brought up the stat on Twitter, but it, the Pelicans, Pelicans offensive rating with Anthony Davis on the floor dropped by about 20 points between the first round and the second round. And a lot of that is due to Draymond Green being a monster, the Warriors being aggressive on that end. And so I think that's actually more important than to a point what Steph Curry can do, just because if the Warriors can be solid defensively, it gives them a much bigger margin for variance offensively. I actually will be concentrating a little bit more on the opposite end of the floor. Uh, I want to see whether this Rockets team can defend the Warriors. They have not really succeeded in that before for this season most of uh, that first game they struggled to defend the Warriors but they actually were able to get some stops late and same thing I thought in the other game that the Rockets won in Houston the middle game not really very apropos because like James Harden didn't play in that one and nor did Kevin Durant but that's what I want to see Clint Capella the switching is that going to work against the Golden State Warriors I think especially with Steph Curry going to be a little bit more limited I think in this series than normal look better towards the end of the Pell series but as far as being able to create separation off the dribble I don't think he's quite there yet and so are the Rockets going to be okay switching Clint Capella on him I think they are now if the Rockets can force the Warriors into going one-on-one a lot I think that they have won that I think that they've got good guys to match up on Kevin Durant largely KD certainly can get to his spot against smaller defenders you know Chris Paul James Harden he should be able to eat against those guys but overall KD getting to the mid-rangers I mean even when he's able to be on fire like in that game four against the Pelicans the Warriors don't put up the most amazing offensive numbers like KD shooting a mid-ranger even though if he's shooting you know 50% on those shots which is an awesome percentage if he takes a lot of those I think the the Warriors can score efficiently but they can't just completely blow the Rockets out of the water if those shots are some of the most common ones taken for the Warriors so the big question to me against the switching is are the Rockets going to succeed in forcing the Warriors to go one-on-one as was largely the case with the Wolves and the Jazz when the Rockets largely shut down or is the Warriors movement and fast break play still going to be able to get open shots for them whether it's split cut action roll 
going to the rim whether it's floppy action screen your own man get a guy a, a wide open three and probably more often even pushing the ball after rockets misses even after rockets makes uh the rockets not a great transition team even the jazz were forced to run on them and had some success running on them so that's the question are golden state shots going to be one-on-one or are they going to be part of this beautiful game offense still going to have a lot of assists if it's the latter i expect the warriors to win the series if not uh if houston switching which it can be seamless and have great communication and guys like tucker and bob mute and trevor ariza and clint capella can have a great effect then i think this series could be very very close this is going to be a an amazing series for those who can focus on off-ball actions because there's going to be so much going on going on in those circumstances pre-switching a lot of times with the warriors when going at the rockets because d'antoni especially with this team has been so aggressive at trying to get what he wants and then reacting to that by you know double screens yeah. stagger screens and, everything and, and, and clear, clearly what you're talking about there is the small small pick and roll let's yes. try to get steph curry onto james harden try to get steph curry onto chris paul those are the plays especially late that i think are going to be huge right and then on the other end of the floor how aggressively can the rockets shrink the floor on the far side iguodala being in the starting lineup as it looks like right now that does open the door for something houston has done really really well over the course of the series it will not be though as egregious or as open an opportunity for them as against the jazz because the jazz due to injuries and everything else just had a lot of limitations out there and so i'm excited to see how all of that approach works against the rockets and also how zealously both of these teams at moments really do push the ball in transition harden and paul don't necessarily love doing that but the warriors are substantially worse in transition defense than half court Uh, defense although although i think i I haven't looked at the numbers obviously the spurs don't run the pels do though and while the pels did miss some shots uh, the warriors largely defended extremely well other than game they did against the pelicans and the pels were really trying to push the ball so i I think that the warriors did a better job uh than they did in the regular season and since transition defense is a big part of that is effort and they didn't have much effort in the regular season that's not a huge surprise that's fair but even so i still think they're much better in in half court than transition so you know i think it's it slid both both down you know if if you want to put it that way in terms of offensive rating and then for the warriors they can certainly i I think draymond is actually their most valuable grab and go player because he play he pushes with the most urgency durant you know kind of lopes a little bit and makes his way down the floor clay thompson isn't the greatest at that either curry's good when he's engaged and and he probably will be in the series and engaged is a word that i wanted to get into as well because the biggest story for the warriors in the regular season was just how disengaged especially defensively they were most of the year and then we kind of had this flip the switch question with them and you know draymond andre guadala but then also the team more broadly and so far i think the answer is pretty unequivocal that they were that it was an intensity difference rather than aging or anything like that but then the question that still persists is do they have another level beyond what they have shown so far i'm not sure they do beyond the best parts of the pelican series where they were really engaged and just shutting everything down defensively but i also don't think they need something beyond that they just need to bring that level of execution and intensity regularly against the rockets because they just have so much more capability i don't think that the rockets are going to score unbelievably well in this series they'll probably have a couple of games where they get the threes up and they're falling it and they score real well but i think that the warriors are easily the best equipped team in the nba to defend james harden they're going to switch a lot they're going to have draymond green at center and we'll talk about that a little bit more too of whether draymond will start at center how many minutes per game will he play at center do they start the death lineup or not with green at center and 
and Iguodala. How many minutes can Iguodala play as well? That's going to be a big question in this series because they desperately need him. Uh, but really, I mean, it's uh, this Warriors team, other than Steph Curry, does not provide a ton of places to attack. One of those, uh, but I think when the Warriors have their best lineups on the floor, it's going to have to be James Harden scoring one on one. A lot of it's going to be those difficult step back threes. Are those going to drop? You know, Harden he's had good games, he's had bad games in the playoffs. I think it's been overall a little bit more disappointing of a playoffs than I would have liked to see from him. He had that huge game against Utah in game one, but really didn't do a ton outside of that. Didn't have any of these games where he's just draining the step back threes that are unguardable. Uh, you know, certainly he was under the weather apparently in game five, which was part of his underwhelming performance. I also think though that with Harden, Chris Paul has had a lot of success in isolations, pulling up for three pointers. He had that ridiculous fourth quarter in game five against Utah, but I don't think that Paul, like his effectiveness compared to the earlier round is the biggest thing I expect to go down with the Warriors switching because he's not going to have conventional pick and roll defense get into the mid-range shoot your shot he's going to have to iso and he's going to have to iso against good defenders and I'm not sure that he has that in him at, at this point in his career I agree with you and that ties in with a big question that I have for this series in ter- especially in terms of centers that you can argue it at, at other positions who plays because at center for the Warriors it looks like Draymond's going to start and so then that narrows the minutes but so Looney- looks like can we talk about that briefly though sure uh, because there's a, more noises now that it might be Looney. Looney, I I think we're both in agreement. He's going to get cooked if he ends up having. To he's not a good switch defender. Defense. I mean, he's yeah. he's not a good switch defender. He's he's an adequate switch defender against you know just like regular season teams in the NBA. And this, of course, the Rockets are not that. Yeah, I mean, they're a spectacular isolation. They're those two guards, and that's going to be what they go after. And then that could lead the Warriors to you know if if they, if Kerr goes that direction to struggle a little bit more in those minutes. I, I've had this theory in my head that the Warriors are more likely to win game two than game one because I think they'll do something weird like that but well so I, I feel differently actually because we've seen the first two games and we've seen this with Cleveland too that and, and the Rockets have been switching a lot so maybe this won't be the case for them maybe they'll be ready they're, they're just so focused on the Warriors it won't be the case but we've seen these teams come in and play against the Warriors it's such a totally different style that they just like make all these mistakes in the first game defensively yeah it's possible I, I guess a lot of it depends I think the word there will be more seams in the Warriors defense I think they're gonna have to adjust to the Rockets as well and just the way That's that they play theory. Yeah, just yeah. the way the with the way that they play, and these teams also haven't faced off in such a ridiculously long time. I mean, that last game I think was in mid January, and as you said, they weren't full strength. All the all those sorts of issues, and so for the Warriors, who plays at center, David West could also have a challenging series depending on how Kerr uses him. He has been very regimented in terms of the rotation. In terms, like when West plays, there was a running joke that you know over the last couple of years, David West was not allowed to play in the first and third quarters. So how will his minutes square with when Paul's on the floor, Harden's on the floor? or both. And then Jordan Bell. Bell has been largely out of the rotation since he returned from, from injury. And when he has been in the rotation, interestingly enough, he has played power forward. There could be some opportunities to play him at power forward in this series, but generally speaking, the fewer bigs you have on the floor against the Rockets, the better. If James Harden is on the floor, they damn well better have Draymond Green at center or maybe Jordan Bell at center. Like the, other than that, they're going to get scored on if James Harden, because the Warriors don't have that great Rudy Gobert type a rim protecting center to deter Harden at the rim and trying to play conventional pick and roll defense against James Harden is just going to be absolute death for basically anyone who's trying to do it on this team they just don't have the horses to play that way they better have someone who can switch and if it's Kevon Looney if it's David West if it's JaVale McGee those guys are going to get worked now Bell showed so much promise as a switch defender and, and people remember that he got scored on a ton by Harden in that first game of the year but he actually came back in 
and played the same role in the second half and was good uh people don't really remember that part of the game but he actually improved uh he did well playing against cleveland when they were playing kevin love at center as well and so my hope would have been that he would have just been groomed for this role and he'd be the starting center right now then kerr wouldn't have to play draymond at center but i think it is going to be looney i think the warriors are going to learn an ugly lesson that looney is not ready defensively and there's just going to be such a small margin for error for both teams i expect in this series and so that's a, 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 and especially with the warriors defense i think that they can make as long as they can avoid breakdowns you know they can bring in sean livingston if nick young's in the game they're going to not be able to defend again you know it's going to be and kerr also saying that nick young is a good matchup for the rockets yeah okay he had some nice scoring game but uh you know what was his plus minus <laughs> in those yeah games? there are parallels with uh, gerald green who had the same thing where gerald green scored like 50 he scored a bunch of points on the warriors and was actually they were outscored in those minutes right yeah and I, I think it's the same thing going the other way for houston too right i mean so who who is going to be able to avoid just having those cracks defensively that just aren't you know because it's just going to be such a high level in this series you have any weakness especially against the rocket they are just going to probe it and probe it and probe it until it just completely breaks down so i, I think for the rockets you know ryan anderson could be that guy as well a good defense or, or a good offensive player hasn't really had it since coming back from the ankle injury i don't think he even played in some of those games against utah he has had some success as a switch guy but i don't expect that to really continue into the playoffs when they're really concentrating on beating him he's got no chance against kd for example wouldn't have much of a chance against curry if he were healthy but that's you know that's a little bit of a question as well of whether curry can make the plays one-on-one if that but if i I think if the rockets are forcing curry into making plays one-on-one they've already done as good as they can do because that's not the way that the warriors want to play so there there's green there's anderson and if those guys can't play in the series then what do you have well you've got more of nene gonna have to be required capella how many minutes can he play at the fantastic pace that this series is going to require i almost never plays over 30 minutes what are they going to do in the minutes when he's not out there is that going to be tucker is he going to continue shooting as well ariza uh luke Mute, who has not looked good offensively since returning from that shoulder injury although he's, he's a great defender i think they're gonna have to play tucker and Mute and ariza just so many minutes capella harden paul eric gordon i mean i think that's kind of got to be the rotation here for d'antoni if you get below that you're going to be in trouble and then for the warriors curry iguodala green durant clay thompson sean livingston and then you know beyond that eh, looney's not good bell is he going to be okay playing again you know uh sean livingston you know I, I think once you get beyond those guys who are proven small ball guys or in the case of paul or curry uh, elite offensive players you're going to be in trouble either of those teams going to be in so can they avoid get some minutes out of those guys or just avoid playing them at all foul trouble could be huge as well if, if you have to get deep into the benches because this is just going to be maybe the highest level of basketball that we've ever seen i mean it's really just turbocharged small ball and you better be awesome if you're going to be out there you better not have any defense weaknesses or you're just going to get cooked and it's not only about defensive weaknesses though i think that is a good place to start i'm also wondering how the offensive weaknesses are going to come into play so much of this series is going to hinge yeah. on whether role players hit shots because they are going to be left open because the primary options require so much attention and so much focus that you cannot leave them open so then that requires a sacrifice somewhere pj tucker and bam mute andre guadala draymond green those guys are going to get a ton of three-point opportunities and that could very well swing individual games and thus swing the series and so there isn't really a way around that i we've said before that the the you and you articulated this first that the key to defending the rockets is handling their pick and rolls two on two and two that is still true but you will need to bring help at certain points and there are places against the rockets where you can bring that help and i'm fascinated to see that though it would be super strange for a series this 
this well played and this important to swing on you know a couple of threes either way from these kind of role players yeah and then of course when we get down to the end of the game how do they defend the pick and roll involving Steph Curry I think the fact that Curry is coming back from injury is not a great sign for the Warriors uh they are going to do their best to play it conventionally I think if you sell out on anything though you have to sell out on making him throw it to the role guy uh it's probably going to be Ariza who Curry will be hiding on maybe they'll go with Eric Gordon in the closing lineup instead uh and Curry will be on him but I think they're probably going to feel like they need Ariza out there for defense so it'll probably be Curry on Ariza and if that's the case then you can't do the all right Steph is going to hedge but he's going to stick close to Ariza and then you get Harden going downhill on those plays I think that's one way in which they screwed up or you you can't do it so that Curry gets stuck switching I think if you you try to hedge you try to get back but if you're going to give up a pick and pop three to Trevor Ariza in those situations so be it you know like that's that's what you have to make sure that you're giving up in that situation as opposed to the switch as opposed to an ineffective hedge that leads to Harden going downhill so that's that I think is the biggest thing you know the Warriors will be very very locked in on that as they were with LeBron James in previous playoff series um and uh what do you see as like in crutch time the biggest issue for the Rockets in terms of uh, I'm trying to there are a lot of a lot of different I think it's honestly it might even just be those weird offensive rebounds that Houston gets I mean both these teams are going to be playing super small and Houston has not been a great offensive rebounding team this year they were 24th overall but they have this amazing penchant for just getting them in the right moments and the Warriors are going to create those opportunities Capella and PJ Tucker PJ Tucker goes after a lot of offensive rebounds late Uh, I think for the Rockets it's going to be transition uh, defensively late in games the Warriors will run late in games most teams do not do that and so the offensive rebound that you talked about comes into that uh, as well of you know can they get them extra possession and the other thing that's going to be interesting too I mean we know who the five is going to be at the end of the game for the Warriors unless there's foul trouble who's it going to be for the Rockets against the Warriors you know Capella uh I expect his impact in this series offensively to be muted because the Warriors are going to be switching so much right he, he's when he's out there instead of an A and the other team's playing conventional pick and roll defense it's a huge upgrade right you can go get him some alley-oops uh I mean I think it's still useful to have him out there certainly offensively because you know if Harden is in an ISO and he drives and you force help being able to throw that alley-oop to Capella is huge but he's he, obviously he's not going to post up could get some offensive rebounds certainly that could be a, a big part of it especially if the Rockets get to the rim if the the Warriors who are a great rim protect team are able to force misses at the rim you know there's going to be a lot of variance there between either an offensive rebound with Capella or miss layup Warriors going the other way wide open three um you know that's going to be huge of, of like what percentage the Rockets actually shoot at the rim because you know they're going to try and put pressure on it and you know that the Warriors uh are will allow penetration but they will contest you at the rim um but so I mean and then the other question is between Capella, Tucker, Mbamute, Ariza, Gordon. That's five guys, and they're only going to play three of them at the end of game. Which of those three is it going to be? Do they need to get more shooting out there with Gordon? Do they need to have the switchability, the rim protection, the finishing of Capella? Or is it just pure defense, Tucker, Mbamute, Ariza, and James Harden, Chris Paul, you guys bring us home on offense? Something else I wanted to bring up, which ties in with that, depending on personnel, is that the Warriors have struggled in the past and the 2016 Western Conference Finals is a great example of this with physical strength with even if it's guys who are smaller with height but are just strong because they can't they can hold especially in the playoffs and get in spots I think of Dion Waiters really doing a nice job defensively in those 16 Western Conference Finals the, the Thunder ended up losing but that was you know they the, they gave some of the template out there in terms of how to play against the Warriors Houston has 
has a ton of those guys. Eric Gordon, you just brought up. He's not tall, but he can hold his own in, in a different way than most other players his size can. PJ Tucker is super strong for his for his height as well. And if those guys can succeed, whether it's legal defense or illegal defense, as long as it's not called consistently, that could end up being just massive for Houston's D in this series. One last point here, and then we'll do a read, and then we'll do our prediction. We've said before that the Warriors, despite their reputation as being like this soft team, they do much better when fewer fouls are called. They don't have a ton of high free throw guys who are going to try and get right to the rim, uh, score over guys at the rim. They'll get to the rim, but usually it'll be against light defense, you know, cuts, blowing by guys. They're so stretched out. They're not trying to finish over people at the rim. The Rockets, especially Harden and Paul, just love to draw as many fouls as as possible. Some of those are earned. Some of them are kind of the BS variety, you know, oh, your hand is on me. I'm going to go through your arm, but that's a foul. The Warriors are going to have to avoid committing those types of fouls. Hopefully for their sake, when they're locking in, they'll be able to keep their hands back and not get their hands in the cookie jar against Harden. And Paul, uh, Curry has started to get to be a little bit better at drawing some BS fouls. You know, if he can get to the line five to seven times a game and he's a great free throw shooter, that really helps him as well. So the Rockets will have to be, watch out for that. But I really think overall, especially too, when you consider Houston getting all the way to the room, the Warriors are going to contest. They're going to try to contest without fouling. Are there going to be fouls on Draymond and Kevin Durant and Andre Iguodala trying to contest at the rim, trying to reach in and strip guys going to the rim? Uh, are the like the difference between whether those plays end up being fouls or missed layups that turn into Warriors threes on the other end? Because as we know, missed layups are the easiest thing to run off of. That's going to be a, a huge factor in this game uh, as well. Um, all right, so we'll do a quick read here and then we'll be back with our all important predictions. Still time for Mother's Day here to get your mom a floral work of art from FTD that's delivered straight to her door. The work of art is the key thing here. What separates FTD is a local florist actually arranges the flowers for you, and then it's delivered pre-arranged right to your mom's door. They did that for us. Uh, my fiance, of course, uh, was very impressed with the flowers, and they're still actually, it's been over a week now, they still look great. And that someone actually comes and physically hands you the flowers, at least if you're home. So you and your mom can see the difference a florist design, florist deliver, bouquet make with FTD. Go to ftd.com slash Mother's Day. That's one word to get a 25% off florist style K basically anything that they've got for Mother's Day you can get that 25% off ftd.com slash Mother's Day remember different code this time for Mother's Day that's ftd.com slash Mother's Day FTD we can arrange that Sue's turn is up I have no idea but I can go first I mean I believe at this point and this is I know this might be controversial to some people that the Rockets are this Rockets team is the best opponent the Kerr Warriors have faced in the playoffs and part of the context that is difficult there is that the Warriors were not full strength when they lost to the Cavs in 2016. There are many reasons why that series went the way it did beyond LeBron being a superhuman, but I think this Warriors squad is meaningfully better than the team in in 2016 in terms of talent. I mean, Durant is just a game changer for them. The way that he can score and give them an offensive foundation is very important. And also that he replacing Barnes has raised the Warriors offensive or their, sorry, their defensive ceiling. Durant, you know, game in, game out, not always there, but when he brings it, it could be really important. So the Rockets absolutely could win this series. This is one of the closest calls that I've made recently, but I think the Warriors are going to win the series 
and I think they're going to win it in six. My pick before the playoffs was for the Houston Rockets to defeat the Cleveland Cavaliers in the final. My biggest reason for that was that I did not believe that Steph Curry would be fully healthy. He's looking about as good as could have been expected, and he's got a lot of rest to look better by the time this series starts. I don't expect him to be absolutely 100%, but the Warriors have also looked much better defensively than I thought, and also Steve Kerr being willing to start the death lineup. Uh, I'm not sure that he's willing to do that in this series, or that he won't be able to do it until they've punted game one already i think especially this game one is going to be so important in this series because if the warriors win that it feels like it'll feel like it's over already don't you think it it very well could especially because the warriors have been very good at home so far in the playoffs especially if they win it conveniently yeah i do you know i do kind of think that i'm not sure who the learning curve in this series favors um but i could see it favoring the rockets just because the warriors are so different than anyone else but um it could also favor the warriors as far as like not committing fouls on hard impulse I'm not sure I, I make that as big of a factor as it's been some of the previous words, but uh, you know, I didn't know if Draymond Green and Andre Iguodala still had it defensively when I made that prediction at the start of the playoffs. I think there's much more evidence to indicate that that is the case now, and I think this could end up being more of a defensive series than people think. But I think the Warriors' transition ability, the Warriors' ability to get more shots that are not just based out of one-on-one offense, and ultimately, I think the fact that the Warriors just have a few more great defensive players as opposed to the good defense players that the Warriors have and also I think finally the fact that uh James Harden can be attacked defensively and then that Harden also is not playing and you run into the potential selection bias he's not playing at quite the level he played you know really for the first five months of this season as far as hitting those step back threes just being so incredibly unguardable granted the Jazz are a great defensive team the the Wolves are not and Harden was not that great against the Wolves a a lot of the time so I think James Harden for the Rockets to win is going to have to have four elite level games in this series I'm not quite sure that he can get there. So even though, you know, Steph Curry is probably at about, you know, the 80th percentile of where I, I thought he could be at this point, and it probably will look better in this series, I will go with the Warriors. I just absolutely agonized over this. I, I really did. Like, I wanted to pick Houston, and if Harden had just been playing a little bit better, if Draymond Green and Iguodala had been playing a little bit worse, I would have gone with Houston. But because I'm going to change my pick from the start of the playoffs and go with the Golden State Warriors in six games, but I believe that basically any outcome from Warriors sweep to Houston in five like could be in play here there is a lot of variability these are two just unbelievable basketball teams that are going to play each other it, it's going to be such a fun series and I'm, I'm excited to oh do- and I also one more thing too sorry sure. I, I quickly want to add Houston having like kind of a crappy home court advantage I might play in here too yeah if I think if this game if the series goes to seven certainly the Rockets would be favored in the game barring some sort of injury thing but I think the Warriors have a better chance in a game seven than it would be if it were reversed uh, do you agree with me in saying that you know really any of those outcomes could be i mean i don't see the warriors getting swept but yeah other uh, other than the uh, other than houston and four i think everything else is on the table i I think so too and i mean so we're gonna get a lot of clarity for example on our rankings here for the top 10 players in the nba we had james harden number two behind lebron james and you know i'm not quite sure that harden has lived up to that if he and and james harden has to be the best player in the series for the rockets to win i mean that's that's another thing too is that if steph curry or kevin Durant is having better games than James Harden in the series. I don't see how the Rockets can get there. Uh, and then also, I think another reason for my Warriors pick too is that of Curry, Durant, Harden, and Paul, I think Paul has by far the hardest matchup in this series. I don't expect him to be nearly as effective as he's been. And he might have some good games, but I think that overall, you know, the way he's been able to cook some of these teams in isolation uh, is not going to work against Golden State. So that's uh, that's another reason that I think, you know, Chris Paul is just a great 
unbelievable player to be sure but at this point in his career expecting him to beat the caliber of defenders that Golden State can throw at him one-on-one I think is just asking a little too much but but this could easily hinge on lots of easy like you know just bad matchups from the coaches Kerr playing guys who have to play conventional pick and roll defense or can't switch too much foul trouble I mean there's so many little things that could happen sir anything else you wanted to comment on before uh, we depart here not really oh one other quick thing I've been fixated on this almost the whole year so I might as well mention it Houston's turnovers because they have been a notoriously low turnover team this year they ended up I think with the 10th lowest turnover rate during the regular season those are catastrophic against the Warriors but Houston might need to move the ball a little bit more just because the matchups are so challenging against the Warriors depending on whether they do that through through passes or screening actions and so if they can keep that down and if they can force some from the Warriors who have a a penchant for that it'll end up it could end up swinging you know a game or even more than that in this series I'm glad you brought that up because Houston you mentioned is a very low turnover team that's part of the reason really those low turnovers saved them against the Jazz when they weren't shooting it incredibly well and for the Warriors you know Paul Harden is a great steals guy Capella gets a lot of blocks you know how many blocks and steals are Houston going to get and then is Houston going to be able to actually run off of those plays too I think they need to uh, be able to do that beat that Warriors half court defense I just it's Harden could very easily wear down I think also the huge break in this series is going to help probably guys like Iguodala Harden to some degree Paul some of the older guys Uh, that'll be something to watch Um, all right well I think we'll just call it quits right there and then we got to preview the east as well that'll come out later well can, i'll pl- i'll plug some stuff if we have a second uh yeah. so i wrote a piece for the athletic bay area on how the warriors could run the rotations i made the assumption that they're going to start the death lineup though they don't obviously have to and they could swing it around a couple different ways that piece is up already and then off-season previews are still rolling strong i the toronto raptors came out on thursday morning or a couple others this week have others you know i already have like five more that are written that haven't been published yet and then i'm going to do danny's story time on the piece that came out for real gm in terms of evaluating prospects with the ball in their hands which is going to be a part of a series the danny story time audio version of that will be available on our patreon hopefully by the end of thursday all right thanks so much for listening and we'll be back with eastern conference preview and some team offseason previews probably later on tonight so look for that talk to y'all then at bet365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every goal every game every point every play From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.